0: You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Hey, good morning, everyone. Great to be with you today. And it's good to have one of my old friends, uh, Tony Morrison, here with us today from Australia. Tony was very much part of our early days as a church. And uh, Tony and I used to uh, go out to Manuera. And we had a prayer meeting out there, and uh, we used to watch the Jehovah's Witness go around knocking on the doors. So uh, we used to go and stop outside their property, their big headquarters out there, and uh, pray. And uh, never believing one day we would own that property, it's now our Manoira campus out itself. So good to have Tony with us today. Good to see the changes around here, isn't it? A bit of paint now starting to go up. Uh, the back there, and that old mezzanine floor that was starting to wobble was gone. And uh, there's not too much to worry about though, mainly just the sound folk were under that. So uh, if it had a gone, it would have been an interesting don't cut my sound off, please. <laughs> uh, and we've with hopefully within a few weeks we will clear all that stuff out the side there and get to parking, which is so desperately uh, needed out there. It'll be so good to see all that. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be born blind, to have never seen God's creation, all the amazing things, trees and sky and mountains and rivers, animals, even people, and uh, you know, even just like to not have seen the amazing things that mankind has made. I uh, remember when we were up in Shanghai and China, we went up the, which was the second tallest building in the world, just the lift was amazing. So fast, so smooth, it was an, uh, incredible. The ability of man to create and, and, and build is amazing. Imagine never being able to have seen it. Like, like close your eyes for a moment and just kind of think, if you had to find your way out of here to your car, you probably would make it okay. You're familiar with the auditorium, you'd know roughly where to go, familiar with the foyer. You, you know roughly where your car is parked because uh, you saw it when it was parked there. But just kind of imagine uh, if you had never seen, if, if you were totally blind, how good would you be getting out of here and finding your car? Uh, to see is just such a fantastic gift to have. I'm, I'm about 70% uh, deaf. Uh, that's a nuisance at times, a blessing at other times, and... Uh, marilyn calls it selective hearing you know (laughs) at night i can just roll over on my good ear and uh or my better ear and uh, i don't hear a thing that was like really handy when the kids were a lot younger but you know imagine not seeing family not seeing friends even yourself that may be a fright but even yourself you kind of wonder you know why why out of the millions of people that have been born on this earth why did i have to be born blind why did this happen to me not only in blindness we find that tragedies happen to us we ask the question why why me why should this happen to me what did i do wrong to deserve such a thing as this to have happened to me and there's a story about this very thing in the bible it's in john chapter 9 and and uh, it's talking about jesus it says and he went along and he saw a man blind from birth and his disciples asked him rabbi who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind the Jews believed then when something bad happened to you something terrible happened to you it was because you had done some bad thing some terrible thing and uh, it was God's way they assumed that maybe this uh, uh, parents or maybe this particular man had done something that had really displeased God and as a result of that, because of that, it says, because of your sin, because of this man's sin, the spouse's sin, you kind of imagine how the parents must have felt about this. The disappointment when their child was born to find that their child was blind and then to hear the word around town that somehow they must have displeased God in some way for this uh, terrible thing to have happened. And, and then they would ask, did he sin? Like, excuse me, the whole question is stupid, isn't it? Did he sin? He hadn't had a chance to sin. He was born blind. And uh, so people are always looking for somebody to blame, always find somebody to find fault. Maybe it's his mother's fault. Maybe it's his father's fault. It's got to be somebody's fault for this to have happened. See, people can really, really be tough. And uh, I I sometimes hear people bringing so-called words of the Lord to uh, people that are really condemning, uh, really harsh. We had a lady in the church that was sick a number of years ago, and, and somebody told her that she was sick because her husband was not a Christian. Like, that's religious rubbish. Right. That, that is just like nonsense. That, that is not very edifying. Uh, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 3, it says, But everyone who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. You know, don't receive that condemning stuff. If it's not strengthening, encouragement, or comfort, don't receive it as from the Lord. I kind of think it's probably just their negative opinion. I don't take any notice of it. I just want to take four things out of this little story here that we can perhaps apply uh, to our lives today. We can learn from this man. First thing I want to suggest to you today is that every situation is an opportunity to see God. Every situation is an opportunity. It says here in uh, verse 3, Jesus responds, it says neither this man nor his parents sinned said jesus but this happened so that the works of god might be displayed in him now god is not saying here that he deliberately caused this man to be born blind so that he could come along later on in life and do this wonderful miracle and make himself look good like that would be weird wouldn't it? Uh, it you know jesus is not saying that here but we do live in a world that is not functioning as it should And, you know, man has rejected God. And in the final analysis, we find that all physical problems are a result of sin and death coming into this world. But to blame a disability or a problem or on a sin that someone has committed, like that is beyond our wisdom to know. Who are we to judge? We're not God. We don't know uh, really these things. When people cannot explain a dilemma, you know, often they look for someone uh, to blame any problem you know if you blame someone if you if you want to blame somebody else for the problem then what you're really saying is that person then has to be responsible for fixing that problem well isn't that too much power to give to any one person like i i I don't want someone else controlling my destiny I want to take responsibility for my own life. I don't want to be blaming someone else and expecting them to solve something in, in my life. I want to control my own destiny. See, only God knows why a person is born of a disability. Only God knows why tragic things happen to us in, in life. Only God can uh, turn that disability or that bad experience into something that will bring good to people and glory to his name. And he can do this if we allow him to do it you can think you can or you can think you can't either way you'll be right and uh, whether your disability is emotional or physical you can use that disability for the glory of God God made you in a special way for a special purpose and he wants you to be all you can be and he wants you to do it well he wants you to do it with excellence he wants you to do it really really well I can remember when the hospital made a bad mistake and and uh, they took my hearing away in my left ear I went into the hospital i had a big lump come up on the side of my face and they thought it was a tumor on a product gland. so they, they cut me down here to take it out and they put sterilizing solution all around and my left ear my both my ears were perforated at the time through swimming and so on and and uh, they put sterilizing solution and it went down through the hole and took my hearing away and uh, so i only had my right ear which at that stage was still perforated and that was my bad ear anyway i never had full hearing in my right ear and i thought at the time i will now never be a pastor that's what i was sort of planning on that was my dream that i was going to be a pastor and and i thought i can't hear people and so i gave up on my dream i thought i can never be a pastor a few months after that i was asked to be the pastor in the church that we were attending and we saw terrific growth happen in that church and uh, maybe not hearing everybody's problem was the key I don't know maybe maybe it was a blessing in disguise I don't know but uh, every situation is an opportunity to see God if we will look for him if we have faith for him to move in our life second thing I want to suggest to you is that God looks for our response look at the passage here in verse 6 He says after saying this he spit on the ground made some mud with the saliva and put it in the man's eyes go he told him and wash in the pool of siloam so the man went and washed and came home seen like jesus has got no class has he you a man like jesus spits in the ground stirs up a couple of blobs of mud and then he goes and plonks it in this man's eyes do you, you kind of think that if this man even had partial sight he would have allowed jesus to do that someone did that if someone was going to do that to you there we go oh, back off mate you know <laughs> not this time around we'll give that one a miss you know and, he, and then he then he tells them to go across town to the pool of siloam and wash like that was a mission in itself you're asking a blind man to walk across town like that's a mission but to ask a blind man with two blobs of mud sticking out of his eyes to walk across town and wash his eyes like that is not good for your image is it that is not good you know you try walking around botany town center with a couple of blobs of mud sticking out of your eyes see how you get on you know and then he meets lazarus from the beggars union and um, lazarus says oh you've got some mud in your eyes let me take it out he said leave it alone that's my mud you know leave it alone you know i want to take it out this is a test of faith. Remember, he had never seen Jesus. He had never seen Jesus do miracles. He knew he had, did not have the benefit of other people of seeing that Jesus could do just these amazing things. He had never seen Jesus. He was born blind. And first impressions would be that Jesus was doing something that would make it absolutely worse. Nothing to help this man. It would just make putting mud in your eyes is really, really uncomfortable. I can remember many, many years ago when I used to play football. This is proper football, rugby league, eh, Craig? Proper football. And um, when you got mud in your eyes, like you wanted to get it out as quickly as possible. The old, it stung, It hurt. The St. John's would rush on with some water and try and clean, wash your eyes out and get it out as quickly as possible. Mud in your eyes blinded you. It stung. It, it hurt. It didn't help you. It aggravated the problem. Have you noticed sometimes when you face a major problem and you pray to God and it just gets worse? It doesn't get better. It just gets worse. Sometimes the answer just seems further and further away and you're kind of wondering god do you do you even hear my prayers you just wonder what's going on are you listening but we find with the encounter here came some instructions go and wash this was the test would he obey jesus or would he worry about his image sometimes when we're responding to god things like just don't make sense you can't explain it to somebody. You're just trusting God. You sense that God is speaking to you and you're just trying to be obedient and you're just trusting him and, and then you find situations get worse and, and you, you're hanging on to this problem and sometimes it doesn't really good, look good for your image. You, you just believe in God and it doesn't look good all around you. But let me tell you, it pleases the heart of God. When you're taking a step of faith, even though it may look bad, it may not make sense, but you sense that's what God is saying to you. It pleases the heart of God that you are taking the step of faith. Third thing I want to suggest to you is that every step is a blessing. Every step. To a blind man, every step's a blessing. Like it's not about the destination. The blind, to, for a blind man is taking a step without kicking something, without tripping on something, without banging into something, like every step is a, a blessing. Whoa, you know, I made it across the room. I'm doing like really, really well. See, don't delay your praise for the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God in the journey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the journey that God takes you on is part of the gift. Yeah. The gift is not reaching your destination. The, the gift is knowing the presence of god It's knowing the walk with god it's a journey with god as part of the gift that god gives uh, to us as a people don't delay your praise for the finish time every time you take a step give some praise to god give some things to god paul said this he says i count not myself to have apprehended but there is one thing i do i'm forgetting that which is behind me and i'm reaching to that which is before me i press on see every time you take a step give some praise to God, God I thank you that I've taken another step, I'm not there yet, I know I'm not there but I'm not where I were yesterday, I've taken another step, I praise you for that, I'm not out of debt yet but I've taken another step, I've still got pain in my body but I'm taking another step, I'll, I'll praise you at each step, I may look foolish in taking this step and uh, but I'll praise you in it and I praise you in a step, the Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, praise, step, praise God for them you know I'm one step closer to my destination I'm heading there see step the term step implies progress it means that it's going to take a while it means that you can't get to your destination just because you want to or just because you saw it or just because you like it or just because you think you need it steps is an indication There, there is a process there's a progress you're making but there's a process that you're going through I shared a story a, a few years ago when I had my hip op- op- operation, hip replacement, and uh, the next day after the operation, the nurse, she took me to some steps, not, not just two or three steps, like steps, and uh, she wanted me to walk up the steps. You know? My vision was to be fully recovered, but first it required this painful process of walking up these steps then they said oh that's their favourite operation they get to use their tools so the surgeon got his knife out and he cut me down here then he got his saw out cut the top off my, off my bone up here then he got his hammer out and hammered a new bit down and then through the middle there and then he got his screw gun out and screwed a new piece onto the, onto the side and stitched it all Back up together again. And the next day, the nurse wanted me to walk up steps. <laughs> I said, Didn't you realize I'd been cut? I've been hammered? I've I, I, been bruised? Like, I thought she was being cruel to me. I thought she was like one of these sadistic nurses, you know. Any, nurse, any nurses in the house, you know, they have that look, don't they? You know? Like, the, they got this big needle, you know, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but she was alongside of me in case I stumbled. Right. See, I used to be able to run up those steps two at a time, but now to reach my vision of walking without pain, it's this painful process. Do you feel like that And some of the things that God takes you through? God is asking you to do something. Say, God, don't you know I've been cut? I've been hammered. I've been bruised, and you're asking me to do this? but he is walking alongside of us to help us in case we stumble. He's there with us. Do you understand it? Even when you cannot see your way clear, you have to go by what you hear, not by what you see. This man was blind, but he wasn't deaf. And when one thing breaks down in your life, you've got to work with what's left. You know, I only got one ear, but it's better than no ear. I'll work with what is, is left there. See, you don't need anything you've lost for God to bless you. He can work with what, with what you've got left. Just go by what you're hearing. That's why you have to be really careful who's speaking into your ear because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Bible says that we are to walk by faith and not by sight. So you notice in this story here the saliva didn't work, the mud didn't work, talking didn't work. It only works when you work. It only works if you act on it. You can hear it all day long, but if you don't do it, it's not going to work for you. See, I can teach you all day long, but if you don't take it and apply the principles of what is taught when you come to church on a Sunday, it's not going to work for you. I can give you a recipe for the cake, but you can't eat the recipe, you know. Unless you take it and you make it work for you, uh, you can't eat it. The Bible says that this man went down to the pool blind, But then it says, he came back seeing. If he never went, he would not have come back. He would not have received the miracle. You get what you go for. Fourth thing I want to suggest to you out of the story is you can see but still be blind. You can see but still be blind. Verse 16, it says, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, how can a sinner do such miraculous signs? So they were divided. The Pharisees were the religious rulers of the day and their job was check, check stuff out, see whether it's of God or not. They were to teach the people. So their job was to check out Jesus to see if he was for real uh, or not, but instead of keeping an open mind, they already had a closed mind. See, instead of building on the past, what they were doing, they were preserving the past. We've got to be careful sometimes in church that we're not like that. You know, God is doing a new thing. God is always doing a new thing interesting thing in church history is that as god has done a new thing those that got persecuted doing the new thing became the persecutor of those when god did the next new thing the persecuted become the persecutors you know we'd be careful as we get older you know that we may not necessarily identify with everything that's happened but we walk with it not against it and because they were asking the wrong question they asked how can a sinner do such miraculous signs four times they asked this man how did he open your eyes notice they were calling jesus a sinner they'd already prejudged him he was a sinner he's not from god they had already decided that instead of investigating the miracle they should have been investigating the one who did the miracle let me encourage you folks don't chase after signs chase after the one who does the signs verse 24 It says, the second time they summoned a man who had been blind give glory to God they said we know this man is a sinner he replied whether he's a sinner or not I don't know one thing I do know I was blind but now I see then they asked him what did he do to you how did he open your eyes they were looking for some trick then they went to his parents and is this really your son is it just a lookalike or what they said no that's definitely our son how did he do it we don't know how to do it go and ask him yourself and so they bring him back in here, and I'm sure he didn't want to be there I'm sure if you had just received your sight, you wouldn't want to be stuck in church with a lot of bunch of negative, unbelieving believers. You know, that's the last place you, you'd want to be. You'd want to be looking, out there looking at all the things you'd never seen before. Look, sky and birds and trees and girls. You know, like, he was born blind. he had never seen girls before, you know, like, imagine. And He answered, i have told you already and you did not listen do you want to hear it again do you want to become his disciples his parents were frightened of this group but he wasn't he was having them on because he knew they hated jesus he said then they hurled insults at him and said you are this fellow's disciple we are disciples of moses we know what moses uh, god spoke to moses but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from And the man man answered, now that is remarkable, you don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, he listens to the godly man who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. To this they replied, you were steeped in sin at birth, how dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. That's one way of solving the problem, isn't it? Throw him out. I remember this uh, pastor up in Fiji and uh, this person came into the church with, with a demonic spirit and, and he didn't know how to cast out the demonic spirit so he threw them both out. <laughs> yeah, So like it solved the immediate problem really, didn't it? it well, have solved the, the immediate need but it didn't solve the problem. Perhaps musicians like to come up. Verse 35, Jesus heard that they had thrown him out and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Notice this here. It says... Jesus, when he heard they'd thrown him out, he found him. Notice that Jesus was searching for this man and he found him. The Bible tells us that Jesus is searching for those that are lost. If you're away from God today, if some way maybe you've never met him, maybe you've drifted, but if you're away to God, let me just encourage you this morning that Jesus is searching for you. You know, he's looking for you he's got a plan for you he's got a purpose for you he's looking for you he's searching for you jesus dealt with his physical blindness but now he wanted to heal his spiritual blindness verse 36 who is he sir this man asked tell me so that i may believe in him see this man got the question right he didn't ask how did you do that miracle please show me how you did that miracle i could make a fortune you know i go around the blind people hey, tell me how you did it. he didn't do that here this man doesn't ask that No, he asked the important question because he knew that only somebody from God could open blind eyes. There was a more important issue going on here than physical healing. He wanted to know God. See, it's great to be healthy. It's fantastic, you know, we come up for prayer and maybe, you know, um, we get a healing in our body. It's It's fantastic when we get a healing. But we need to remember, it is only temporary. It is only temporary. We're all decaying and dying. You know, our teeth are decaying, our hair is going gray, our body's winding down. Any physical healing you get is just temporary. One day we'll receive a resurrection body, but any, this physical body, you know, far more important is the healing of your soul. Are you ready to meet your maker? This man here, he got his life right with God. He wanted to know who is the son of man. Verse 37, Jesus said, you have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you and a man said, Lord, I believe, and worshipped him. See, this blindness happened so that the works of God may be displayed in him. Not in the way that necessarily everyone thought the opening of his physical eyes, but it was the opening of his spiritual eyes. Let's all stand, shall we? I just want to talk this morning just for a moment to someone who can't see. And again, maybe not physical eyes, but in your life, there is just a hit. You just can't see what's going to happen next. It just feels like darkness. It feels like blind. You, you just don't know what the future's going to hold. You, you, maybe you're faced with some important decisions, and you, you just don't know what what decision to make. And you're at a place where you, you, you're just unsure, uncertain maybe you sense that God is speaking to you about taking a step but you're afraid to do it you don't feel confident to do it I just really want to encourage you today that next step you take can be for the glory of God that next step that crisis that you're facing can be a setup for the glory of God to be demonstrated in your life you can let the works of God be displayed in you at this time you can let it bring glory to him let me just pray for you father i just pray god for each person here that is facing this difficult unknown uncertain future uh, lord i just pray our oh god lord that you will come and let your presence be so real to them that the word for the next step will be so real for them lord that you will bring a light bring a revelation so that the step will be a light unto their path Father, that you will show them the way in which they should take. I pray it in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Centre podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancentre.org.nz.